Luke 18. So we are in a very fitting passage today as we've thought about the call that we have as Christians to care for children and vulnerable people. And so Luke 18, we're going to be looking at 15, 16, and 17, a passage about children. And the message today is let the children come. So let's, uh, let's open God's Word together and let's hear what He has to say to us from Luke 18, starting in verse 15. This is the Word of the Lord. It says, Now they were bringing even infants to Him that He might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to Him, saying, Let the children come to Me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Let's pray together and ask the Lord to speak to us today. Father, we thank you so much for your word. God, we are so thankful for just this passage that reminds us of who Jesus was and is and the heart that he has for children, God. Lord, we confess that we can be just like the disciples and see children as a burden But Christ says, let them come to me. And so, God, as we hear from your word, these three verses today, God, would you shape us and would you help us, Lord, to have a heart for children like you have? And more than that, Lord, would you help us to to see Jesus through the eyes of a child, to have childlike faith to receive the kingdom of God? And so, God, we pray that you would bless us today. Would you speak to us in Jesus' name? Amen. So what are we going to do with all these kids? That's a question that comes up a lot, is it not? You know, when we started Christ Fellowship in 2009, we had zero kids in our church. The Ham family showed up on day two, or Sunday, the second Sunday, uh, and at that point they only had two kids. Uh, But as the church grew more and more and a bunch of kids from the neighborhood showed up, We're like, what are we going to do with all these kids? And then as the years went by, our church grew, and the Ham family grew, and a lot of other families grew. We had to keep asking the question, what are we going to do with all these kids? I mean, my family went from one boy to four boys in six years. And so my wife and I are like, what are we going to do with all these kids? And really, the question, it never really ever stops, right? A lot of you all are having kids for the first time, and you're asking that same question too. When, as a church, we plan a ministry event or we put something on the church calendar, we've always got to ask, what are we going to do with all the kids? And so really, there's different ways to answer that question, aren't there? You know, we can see children as a burden. They're just getting in the way of what we're trying to do. Or we can see them as a blessing. They're a gift from the Lord. You see, we can give in to the world's way of thinking and see children as a problem to be solved, or we can have the heart of our Savior and see children as people to be loved. And so you see, we've come to God's Word today, and and that's the question before us. What are we going to do with all these children? And so in our passage, we find the disciples asking that same question, and their answer is to send them away. But Jesus says, let them come to me. And so God is speaking a word to us today 
about the love of Jesus for children. You see, Jesus sees children as worthy of his blessing. He knows that children are the kind of people who are fit for the kingdom that he is bringing. And more than that, he calls us to have childlike faith so that we might receive him. And so my prayer for us today is that we would see children the way that Jesus sees children. And that we might see Jesus even with the eyes of a child. So let's dig into our passage today. Notice first how the disciples see the children. Verse 15, we see crowds of people bringing children to Jesus. If you can remember, Jesus is on a ministry tour through the towns and the villages of Judea on his way to Jerusalem. He's growing in popularity with the Jewish people. And so the crowds are coming to bring these children to Jesus. Luke tells us that, we, that they're hoping that Jesus might touch the children. And what he means by this is that Jesus might lay hands on them and speak a blessing over them. It was very common for Jewish parents to, to want religious leaders, like an elder or a scribe in their community, to, to speak a blessing over their children. And so it makes sense then that Jesus, these people are wanting... Jesus then to speak a blessing over their children. And so when the disciples see this, when the disciples see this this happening, they rebuke the crowds and tell them to go away. They say, why are you bringing those kids here to Jesus? Don't you see that Jesus is busy teaching and healing? Jesus has more important things to do than to bless a bunch of kids. They might be thinking, listen, anybody can pray for your kid. Go find somebody else to do it. The disciples saw Jesus rebuke the demons and cast them away. And so they thought, hey, maybe this would be a good idea to rebuke these children and cast them away too. You see, they couldn't think of any reason that Jesus would want to spend time with these kids. The disciples saw children as a burden, and they were wrong. You know, we, we live in a world that sees children as a burden more and more, don't we? I mean, birth rates are on the decline in many countries. People are wanting, waiting longer and longer to have children, and people are having less and less children. You see, children are just seen as in the way. They're in the way of our personal goals. They're in the way of our own happiness. Listen to what someone posted recently online. They said, honestly, having no kids is awesome. We have a ton of extra money, a great retirement setup, a fulfilling social life, a clean house, and all the free time that we want to do whatever we want to do. You know, in a city like Seattle, more people are choosing dogs over children. There's literally more dogs than children in in that city. And listen, on top of that, there's the growing belief that elective abortion is a good thing. Many will say a child is going to make things too hard, so just abort the pregnancy. We live in a world that sees children as a burden. And listen, we've got to be honest and say that sometimes we see children as a burden too, don't we? 
I know I'm not the only parent who is trying to get a crying baby to sleep at three in the morning thinking, what in the world have we done? I'm sure I'm not the only parent in this room that got frustrated with your kids this week. Maybe even frustrated with your kids this morning. I know that we all think things like, if we could just get the kids out of diapers, or if we could just get the kids into school, or if we could just get the kids out of the house, then life, life is going to be better. It can be so tempting to believe that these precious children among us are nothing but burdens. But friends, we've got to allow God's word to shape us. We, we've got to truly believe Genesis 1.27, that every person, every child bears the image of God. We've got to truly believe Psalm 127, verse 3, that says children are a gift from the Lord. You see, we've got to trust God's word that children are a blessing even when it's hard. Because the truth is raising children is hard. It requires changing diapers in the middle of the night. It requires busy nights of going to sports practice and doing homework and giving baths. It requires lots of cleaning and endless amounts of laundry. It takes lots of money and energy and time. It requires an endless supply of patience and grace, endless self-sacrificing love. You know, being for children often means carrying a cross. But listen, that is where the blessing is truly found. You see, there are many burdens that we can carry for the children around us, but that's where the blessing is found. As Russell Moore writes about children, he says the burden of children is the blessing of children. You see, the burdens of caring for children is the blessing because that brings us near to Jesus. He is the one with an endless supply of patience and grace. He's the one whose self-sacrificing love will never end. He's the one who carried his cross for the burden of our sin and our selfishness. Caring for children creates Christ-like self-sacrifice in us. You see, caring for children, it reminds us that life is not all about me and all about you. It's an opportunity to carry a cross. And I know for many of us today, the cross that we carry for our children can seem too heavy. I know some of us feel hopeless and helpless with our kids. I know it's much harder than we maybe ever imagined. But friends, be encouraged today. You see, Jesus is not calling you to do something he hasn't already done. He carried his cross for you. And he will carry and help you carry your cross for your child. I know that parenting can be hard. We can go through seasons and struggles with our children. But friends, trust in the love of Christ who carried his cross for you. And will help you carry your cross for your child. I mean, is it going to be hard? Of course it's going to be hard. But will it be worth it? Yes, it will be worth it. So look to Jesus today and, and find hope today as you carry a cross 
And trust that Jesus is working for your good and for his glory. I mean, in a minute, we're going to look at some ways that we can embrace children in our lives and, and bring them to Jesus. But before we do, we've got to check our own hearts. Are we like the disciples thinking that children are nothing but a burden? Or do we see them as a blessing? Even when we must carry a cross for our children, do we see them as a blessing? The disciples see these kids and tell them to go away. Jesus sees them and says, let them come to me. So friends, let's look to Jesus, the one who carried his cross for us and embraced the blessing of children that he placed in our lives. So notice, second in our passage, how Jesus sees children. So we saw how the disciples see them. Now let's look to Jesus. So you see, Jesus sees all of this going down, and he just calls his disciples over to himself. You see, he's been on a mission to rescue the poor and the needy. And there's no one more poor and more needy than a child. You see, children were seen as insignificant. They were at the bottom of the social ladder. One, Jesus, one Jewish teacher in, in Jesus' day said that talking with a child was a complete waste of time. No person had a lower status or a lower position than a child. But the disciples should have known that this is exactly the kind of person that Jesus would embrace. In fact, Jesus has already done it. If you can remember back in chapter 9, of Luke's Gospels, Jesus' disciples were arguing about who was the greatest among them. And so Jesus grabs a kid and pulls him to his side. Whoever receives this child in my name receives me. You see, Jesus was telling them, if you want me to be your king, then receive even the smallest of children in my name. And so just look at what Jesus says to his disciples in verse 16. He says, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. He says, Stop telling them to go away. Let them come to me. These are the kind of people that I'm seeking. And so Jesus doesn't see these children as a burden. You see, they're not getting in the way of his ministry. These children are his ministry. He doesn't have more important people to, to rub shoulders with. He, these are the important people that he wants by his side. I mean, and really, it's probably no surprise to us today that Jesus loves children. I mean, we tell our children that. We sing the songs with our kids that Jesus loves the little children, right? But just think about how shocking this reality truly is. The God who created all things, who holds all things together, who reigns and rules over all things, this infinitely glorious God became a baby. He took on the form of a human and was born a child. You see, and not only did he become one of us, but he loved us and all of us, including children. And he saw these children and he said, let them come to me. The heart of Christ is full of love and compassion 
for children. And as his people, we need to be filled with that same heart of compassion. So if you're a child today, kids, listen. Hey, kids, listen. The heart of Jesus is full of love and compassion for you. He, you've probably heard this before, but just think of how amazing this is that Jesus loves you and cares for you and wants you to come to him. The high king of heaven loves you. You don't bug him. You're not a burden to him. You don't frustrate him. He loves you and he wants you to come to him. You see, he lived and died and rose again so that you could come to him. If you would repent of your sins and believe in Jesus, you can come to Jesus and be saved. You don't have to wait until you're older. If you confess your sins, you could come to him now. See, Jesus will never turn away anyone who comes to him. So may we never get in the way of letting the children come to Jesus. So how then can we, as the people of Christ, let the children come to him? What can that look like in our church? How can we be less like the disciples and more like Jesus? Well, first, let's, let's welcome children. Let's be a church that welcomes children. You know, it's, it's not just Taylor, our children's director's job, to welcome children in our church. It's your job, and it's my job, too. It's, it's everyone's job. You see, we can welcome children by being patient and gracious with them when we gather for worship. Listen, babies are going to cry. Crayons are going to hit the floor. Cups are going to get knocked over. Kids are going to have to go to the bathroom a lot. Kids might even talk during the sermon. But they'll be loved and, and welcomed when we gather for worship. You see, it's, it's our conviction as a church that children belong with us in worship. They may not understand everything, but they see. They hear the songs. They, they see us pray. They, they hear the word of God. You see, there is more enough patience and grace in Christ to deal with the smallest distractions that children can bring. Christ in his patience and his grace has welcomed us. So let's be the kind of church that welcomes children too. Second, let's serve children. Another way to have the heart of Christ is to serve them. You might say, well, that seems a little backwards. Aren't children supposed to serve us? <laughs> Aren't they here to help us? Well, not according to Jesus. In Mark chapter 10, Jesus tells us to be great in the kingdom, then you must be a servant to all, and that includes children. You see, serving children in our church should not be at the bottom of the list. It should be at the top. We, should, we get to serve children during the service and child care. We get to help with Sunday school classes. It should be our joy to serve the children in our church because Christ has first served us. We serve them because we want them to come to Jesus. You know, there's a lot of children in our community that desperately need the body of Christ to serve them. Today is 
Stand Sunday, where we're thinking about the calling to, to stand to care for the foster care children in our community. You see, the church for centuries has seen it as a part of their mission to care for orphans and vulnerable children. And we have the opportunity to do that even today. So why not pray that God would open up your heart to open your home for a child in the foster care system? Why not pray if that's what God wants you to do? Now, it may not be wise or the best fit for every family in our church, but we can all at least pray and consider if that's how God may be leading us. And really, even if we're not able to open our homes, there's so many ways that we can still serve vulnerable children in our city. We can provide meals for foster families. You can donate to help someone with their adoption. We can come alongside a single mom or a single dad and and serve them. We can serve refugee kids in our community. And we can be a mentor for children right next door at Parker Bennett Curry. There's kids that need mentors, and we can do that. Really, there's so many ways that we can serve. And so ask God to show you some ways to serve in our city. Let's be a church full of servant-hearted desire to serve children in Jesus' name. A third way to be for children is to evangelize our children. So the greatest thing that you could do for a child is to share the good news of Jesus with them. We don't ignore physical or emotional needs, but the gospel is what a child truly needs. We need to share the hope of salvation with the children in our church and in our city. And so parents, your primary goal for your child is not that they would have the best grades or be the best athlete on their team. The primary goal is that you might teach them to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. Church, our primary goal is not to have a fun kids' ministry, although we want our kids to have fun. Our primary goal is that they might know the hope of Christ found in His gospel. Our goal is to help them discover just how much Jesus really loves them. So let's share the gospel with our kids. Let's share the gospel with kids in our community. Let's let's go to the nations And share the gospel with kids all around the world who don't know the name of Jesus. The disciples tell these children to go away, but Jesus says, let them come to me. So which one will we be, Christ Fellowship? My prayer is that we would be the kind of people and the kind of church that welcomes, that serves, that shares the gospel with every child that we meet. So church, let's let the children come to Jesus. Let's not push them the way, but let's bring them to Christ. Lastly, number three, notice how we must receive the kingdom. So verse 15 showed us how the disciples saw children. 16 shows us how Jesus sees children. But verse 17 is going to show us how we need to receive the kingdom. So This passage has been showing us how Christ sees children, but more important than that, it's asking us, how do we see Jesus? 
You see, no one can rightly see Jesus unless they see him through the eyes of a child. Since Jesus began his ministry, he's been proclaiming the kingdom of God. And he has spent his ministry inviting people to receive his kingdom. But notice the kind of people that Jesus is looking for. He's not looking for people with power. He's not looking for people with status. Not looking for people with social influence. He's not looking for people with outstanding religious performance. He's looking for those who simply see their need of him. Listen to verse 17 again. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. You cannot receive the kingdom unless you receive it as a child. You see, what Jesus is after here is childlike faith. The kind of faith where we come to Jesus as children. You see, Jesus tells the disciples to let the children come to him. And the reality is that everyone comes to him as a child. The only faith that saves is childlike faith. And the only way to truly see Jesus is with the eyes of a child. But what does that mean? What does it mean to have childlike faith? Well, first we come to Jesus needy. We come to him needy. Children are extremely needy, aren't they? They need help eating. They need help tying their shoes. They need help with their homework. They need help trying to find their shoes. You know, I've spent more time as a parent than I could have ever imagined looking for shoes. I mean, nobody prepares you what it's like as a parent to have to try to find all of these shoes for your kid. Children are needy. And we've got to realize our extreme need for Christ. You see, the Bible is clear. We are spiritually poor and needy. Romans 3, 10 through 12, listen to this. It says, no one is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. So listen, if anything good is going to come from you spiritually, then it's surely not actually going to come from you. We've got to be like children realizing that we bring nothing to the table with God. Absolutely nothing. Nothing to offer. Nothing to contribute. Nothing to give. No accomplishments to stand on. No achievements to boast in. Nothing absolutely nothing. And so if you want to be a part of the kingdom of heaven, you need to come to God like a child with nothing, completely needy. Maybe you've never come to God with nothing. Maybe you've come to God with your goodness or you've come to God with your better than others or you've come with your religious deeds Friends, there is nothing that you can bring to God that will bring you salvation. In fact, that's not even how it works. Salvation is a gift, a gift that we do nothing to deserve. 
So why not admit your neediness before Jesus today? Why not come to him with your nothing? Why not confess your sins to Jesus and believe that he lived and died and rose again for you? Call out to Jesus today, poor and needy. And you'll find that his work on the cross was enough for you. It's all that you need. So come to Jesus today needy. Second, what does it mean to have childlike faith? It means coming to Jesus trusting. Children are very trusting, are they not? They trust the things that you tell them. They trust the people in their lives. They trust other for their own well-being. You see, we've got to understand that, that faith is at the heart of our lives as believers. That's why we're called believers. The Bible is clear. We are a people of faith. We're saved by faith. We live by faith. We walk by faith. We press on by faith. We honor Christ by faith. We resist the devil by faith. And one day we will rise again to be with Christ by faith. You see, it's only by faith that we become children of God. John 1, 12, listen to this verse. To all who did receive him, Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To all who came with all of these things they had done. No, to those who believed, he gave the right to become children of God. Faith is what makes us the children of God. And once we become children, Jesus then wants us to live by faith with childlike faith. Now, this doesn't mean that we shouldn't grow as Christians and become more and more mature. You see, the goal here is childlike faith, not childish faith. And this childlike faith is what Jesus wants of us. He wants us to trust Him. He wants us to believe. So we come to Jesus needy. We come to Him trusting Lastly, we come to Jesus with wonder. We come to Jesus with wonder. Aren't children easily amazed? Don't they have the ability to just be amazed at things that are greater than them? I mean, just take a child to a science museum or to a zoo. Or it doesn't even have to be that fancy. Just take them down the road to Dinosaur World in Cave City, right? And they're going to get lost in the amazement. Children have the ability to get lost in the magic of a great story. I mean, what child never wanted to think of a wonderful thought and fly away off to Neverland? Or what child didn't dream of walking through a wardrobe and entering into the magical land of Narnia? You see, to come to Jesus, we have to come with that same sense of of amazement and wonder. We don't come to Jesus just thinking he's okay or he's one of the good things we got going on in our lives. We come to Jesus in complete awe and amazement and wonder of who he is and what he has done for us. Because the truth is there is no one more amazing, no one more wonderful than Jesus. Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God. 
The exact imprint of his nature. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. In Christ are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge and the unsearchable riches of grace. He is light. He is life. And he is love. He is before all things. And he is above all things. He rules over all things. And he holds all things together. He is the fullness of God in human form. And in his fullness we have received grace upon grace. The angels sing his praises. The kings of earth fulfill his plans. The demons flee at his presence. The storms are calmed by the power of his word. The sick are healed by the power of his touch. The sinful are set free by the power of his love. You see, he is the beginning and the end. He is the cornerstone. He's the hope of the nations. He is the head of the church. He is heaven's favorite. There has never been, nor will there ever be, anyone more amazing or more wonderful than Jesus. And if you can't see that, you're looking with the wrong set of eyes. To truly see the beauty of Jesus, you need the eyes of faith. You need the eyes of a child. Jesus is clear in our passage. To receive the kingdom of God, we must become like children. We must see that we are completely needy and have absolutely nothing to bring to Him. We must trust in the gospel of Jesus with everything that we are. And we must be filled with wonder at just how amazing it is that King Jesus loves us. Sinners, like you and like me, he loves us. And he invites us to come to him as a child. You see, the good news today is that Jesus will never turn away anyone who comes to him like that. So friends, let's come to Jesus today as a child. Come to Jesus with your sin and let him forgive you. Come to Jesus with your shame and let him cleanse you. Come to Jesus with your burdens and let him carry you. Come to Jesus with your weariness and let him give you rest. Come to Jesus with your nothing and find in him everything. Come to Jesus with your simple faith and watch him move mountains in your life. Come to Jesus with the wonder of who he is and what he has done. And you'll find everlasting treasure in him. So come to Jesus with childlike faith and he will welcome you into his kingdom. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. God, we are reminded at just how 
sinful we can be. When we look at children, and yes, it's challenging at times, but we see them as a burden rather than the blessing. God, help us to not be like these disciples who think that you have no time for these kids. But help us to have the heart of Jesus who says, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. Lord, help us to allow these kids among us and in our city around us to come to Jesus. God, would you help us to welcome these children? Would you help us to serve them? The children in our church and in our city, God, maybe today you you are calling a family to open up their home to be foster parents, to be a foster family for these kids. Maybe you're leading some among us to to adopt children and so display the gospel of, of a God who adopts children into his kingdom. And God, help us to share the hope of Christ with these children. God, help us to speak the good news to our kids, to display the good news to our kids. And God, more than that, help us to come to you as children. We can be so prideful. We can trust in our goodness or our religious performance. Lord, give us the humility to come like children to Christ. Children who are needy and have nothing to bring. Children who are trusting and who give all of our faith to King Jesus. And children who are filled with the wonder and the amazement of who Christ is and what he's done for us. God, help us to come to Jesus today just like that. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.